Welcome to Draw One Last Breath. My name is Paul. And I'm Matt. And this is our third episode of our horror cu- horror podcast. We managed to get to uh, three episodes without, you know, killing each other. It's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> Makes a change. Yeah. Um, on this week's show, we're going to be talking um, about the first purge, which we went to see literally yesterday. Um, we're talking, fresh. Yeah, we are well fresh on that. Um, we're just going to talk about um, our little topic section, something to scream about. It's going to be the creepiest soundtracks. Mm, mm. Awesome, this one. That was fun. I had fun doing that though this week. I've been listening to like, like literally just shitting myself at work, listening to horror <laughs> soundtracks all week. Because that was been on your playlist all week. Yeah. Quality. Yeah, I'd be scared. And I'll um, move from the vault. Your pick? Absolutely, The Lost Boys. Yes, looking forward to talking about that. Absolutely, it's going to be a good one. All right, cool. So our first section, as always, um, is um, the news. News, yeah. Um, Not masses has been going on uh, since the last time we met, but um, I've got a couple of things, um, mainly like not really about movies, more about kind of collectibles and stuff. So I don't know if you've seen a couple of things. there's um like a really limited edition of uh Hatchet, you know Hatchet the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, the the movie that's just like a throwback to all eighties kind Victor, of horror. Victor Crowley. Victor Crowley. Yeah, awesome man. But apparently they're releasing a limited edition VHS version of the film. What? And yeah, it's, it looks awesome. It's like comes in this like clamshell kind of packaging, like the old school like, you know, clamshell videos. Wow. Like what? plastic. So not the ones that we would get in England, but like the ones they get. Um, they're kind of plastic, but it was like a, they were not as good as the, the kind of more recent like videotape cases. But um, it's apparently limited to kind of three hundred. Um, but there's like different variants of each one. So there's one that's limited to one hundred and fifty copies. Um, there's like three covers to choose from. And there's like a variant bloody like edition or something. And Where can you get this from? Um, I I think you can get it off their website. Um, as in, um, uh, the guy who directed Hatchet is it Ungreen? Ungreen's right, okay. website. You can get it off his his website. Um, and also there's like, um, with the limited edition, there's there's a, uh, one that's limited to fifty copies as well, and it comes with a blood splatter letter from Adam Green himself, which is which is awesome, sounds brilliant, but I'd hate to see how much they're going to go for, but I can imagine they're going to be really, really expensive, but I want one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course you want one. <laughs> Looking around your room at the moment, you can tell that you want one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And there's a, another quality thing um, coming, I don't know if you've ever heard of Screen Factory? Uh, no. It's basically like a horror website in the US, not over here. Um, it's mainly in the US which I'm going for because they're bringing out their re-releasing creep show oh. like a really nice box set oh wicked like really nice and it's limited to 1,500 and um, creep show with Stephen King right yeah Stephen King and yeah. um, George A. Romero yeah so it's both of them I've got a copy of it what it's like a nice copy what DVD yeah DVD first creep show uh, yeah, first creep show. That's, that's rare. You can't oh, really no, get hold of it. It's not original though. It's like got that sleeve with a green cover. Right. Yeah, but it's still the film though. Right? Yeah, I think it's a re-release though. Okay, cool. Well, um, th- this re-release is really nice. It's like a box. Comes in a really nice box. It's got comes with a, a lithograph poster, a booklet. Um, it looks really nice, but unfortunately, we won't get that in the UK. Maybe 
possibly further down the line. Somebody like Arrow might get hold of it or something, hopefully. Um, so that's pretty good. I'm, I'm looking out for that. Um, something a bit different, a soundtrack as well, I thought I'd say about this, because okay. obviously we're doing creepiest soundtracks later. Yeah. Um, Mondo, which is an art company, they're bringing out Big Trouble in Little China soundtrack. <laughs> and it's, it's like a two-hour piece set. That's Gatesfold. John Carpenter. So. Yeah, so yeah. you open it up. And it's got um, Lopan, a picture of Lopan, is, you know, his light coming out of his eyes and his oh, mouth. Wow. And it's so cool. And again, um, this, this limits to 500 presses. And That's LP, limited. right? You said, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really limited. It's really, really limited. Um, so that's a bit on the collectible side. And the last thing I've got really is a kind of, a, I saw a snippet on the news on, online about a Gallows 2 coming out. Did you see Gallop, first Gallows? I haven't watched it yet. It's still on my watch list. It's all right. It's all right. Um, but they're bringing out another one. So I won't say anything about that. I think, it's, I think it's still on Netflix, possibly. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. But check it out. It's worth a watch. But okay. apparently they're bringing out uh, another one. So mm. quite interesting because I think the first one only cost like 100 grand to make. And cool. like... And it only cost a hundred grand, and it made over forty million dollars worldwide. Yeah, we do that with a tenner. That's crazy. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and you got? You got I, I know there's week? been a couple of trailers in the last couple of weeks cool. since we last recorded. Um, Predator, for one. Mm. Uh, what do you think of that? I've changed my mind because I saw the first, um, the first trailer. Yeah, so it's a new trailer. So it's the second uh, trailer. Yeah. Released. First one, I would be number two, weren't there before it comes yeah, out? Yeah, probably number twelve, probably. But I wasn't, I wasn't really blown away, away by the first fun trailer. Yeah, oh, this looks dodgy, a bit. But and this one, this one just turned. I was just like every bit in it. It just looks like a hot old school nod to every like action, a nod to the old one. It's got a bit of Shane Black humour in it. it looks yeah. really cool. What do you think? I just love the look of the super super predator. Super predator. I don't know. How, I don't know how big it's supposed to be, but he just he comes in. Spoilers if you haven't seen the trailer, <laughs> but um, yeah, he just comes in and rips the head off some other predator that you thought was the main protagonist, yeah. but it's not. It's this huge giant thing. Yeah. So yeah, God knows how that's going to play out. Looking forward to it though. Yeah, poster yeah. is incredible. I the orange. Oh yeah, the orange. Me, the, the orange one. Yeah, we posted it on Instagram as well, yeah. which was cool. Yeah, so if you want to have a look at it, go ahead to our Instagram because it, it does look cool. Again, it's like old school, isn't it? But it just reminds me yeah. of like old school action movies. It's like the colour in it. Because yeah. The orange is brilliant. So yeah. I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, there is another trailer, which I don't know if you've seen. I don't want to spoil it. If you have to go and watch it, it's a film called um, uh, Mandy no, with I've Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, you sent me the link to it. Yeah, I yeah. did see that, yeah. That looks weird. I mean, he he obviously did The Wicker Man, and we don't yeah, really like to talk, talk about, about that. that. But, like, mm. um, this looks incredible. I mean, I hope he's paid, I think he's paid off his tax bill now, but um, it, I, he, he does look like he's chewing the scenery a bit, but it's him with a yeah, chainsaw. Classic, isn't it? I can't wait it's to see it. I really can't see it. Yeah. wait to see it. It reminds me of, like, a little bit of, like, Evil Dead. So maybe you know it didn't look a bit strange, isn't it? But it just looks it, it really kind of doesn't give out much, but it looks really intriguing and interesting. There's going to be a Nicolas Cage moment in the movie, and I can't is wait. This, to is it. this the point? Is this the one that's going to bring him back? No, he's just going to come oh, there, and he's okay. going to, it's just going to be a mo- bit. <laughs> I thought we we're going to have a renaissance there. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we I really hope to God that we get to get to see some proper Nicolas Cage, some old school. Yeah, like um, I'm sure we will. Yeah. Sure will. Um, so I don't know. What else has happened a couple of weeks? I don't really. 
think there's much else. Oh, hang on, no. Last Saturday there was um, something about Fright Fest. Oh, what was that? It was, about, trend, so it was trending on Twitter, I think, no, for a little bit. No, yeah, really. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, did we get course. Did we get tickets to that one? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got tickets to the Friday and the Saturday. Yeah, Friday and so Saturday. So we're well lucky to get those. I hope, I'm, I think, they're, they're, they're selling like crazy. Um, there's probably tickets left. but Last more. I saw on Twitter, there's only a few weekend passes left, so get. Yeah, get going if you, uh, if you, if you can, to so go get them. Um, but so, I thought we'd run off, like, because um, we're obviously going to go there, so I'm just going to run off the movies that we're going to see. I know you're not too keen on any... I don't really want to doubt too deep, because no. I'm one of those people that likes to go in completely blind, so I think it... Whereas I am watching every trailer going, and, um, uh, yeah, so I'm getting proper involved. But I'll just, look for you, I'll just name the um, movies that we've got. So, so what are you going to do? You're going to go through it, like, Friday yeah, first? I'll go through Friday first. Cool. Yeah. Um, so Friday... Just the days we're going. <laughs> yeah, not interested. Sort of rest. Well, because otherwise I just feel really bad that we're yeah, not really, yeah. um, true, true. I mean, it was worth noting that um, this would be the first year that they're opening a opening with a female-led director. Oh, cool. Um, I think it's called The Ranger. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, gonna, that's the female-led, so that's cool. They're opening with that, so that's Excellent. getting a little bit of press as well. That's good. Um, but our first day on Friday, so in the morning we've got something called The Cleaning Lady. There's literally nothing about this, so I can't spoil it anyway. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> so God knows what that's going to be Interesting. like. Interesting. Um, then the uh, second movie is um, something called Braid. Now, I've got the director's name, uh, Mitzi Pirioni, but again, I know nothing. So that's just, an, I've got a name and a director. Um, then we've got Puppet Master, The Last, The Lives Reich. Is this anything to do with the original Puppet yeah. Master? It is. Well, yeah, it's cool. So is it fitting? I've seen the, I've seen the um, it's, got the, it's called The Littlest Reich, so it's going to have a little Nazi, the little Nazi puppet in there. Right, you know it okay. is. Barbara Compton's in it. Yeah, I saw that. So yeah, that, yeah. and she's there. So that's pretty cool. Um, and hopefully we get to meet her. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, there's one that I'm not too interested in. Um, it's the most assassinated woman in the world. Don't know too much about that. Um, the one that I'm absolutely buzzing for, and I've watched the trailer, and mm. I just, I tell you what, this. I hope he doesn't let us down. I think um, we saw someone review it already. So someone's had an early copy. I think Super Horror Bros already had an oh, they've seen it. No, so they've instant, seen it instant in a ghost land oh okay cool. so i'm 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 really looking forward to like watching that because the trailer's immense cool um and then to and that's the um director of martyrs so pascal Lager. oh yeah i can't pronounce his second name so i hope i got that right um and we at the end it ends the six movies this year not five. Oh no that actually <laughs> yeah so um it's called bore no, I don't care how tired I am. I'll drink a Red Bull. So that's yeah. Red Bull, and then I'll just down that, and uh, yeah, and I'll just. It's got. Get in there. It's got Nathan Jones. The do you know what we should it? do? We should just get pissed. Just drink, drink while we're in there watching ball. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I mean, it'll be, be so. It's going to be a giant ball, um, and it's I hope got. So, like, but it's got Nathan Jones, the wrestler, in it. Does that mean nothing to you? Um, no, but it's got Bill, Bill Mosley. That's, that's good. So that's really that's cool good. from that's House of from House of Thousand Copies. So that's Friday. Um, Saturday's first movie is called Ravers. Um, no, don't know too much about this apart from the fact that um, Natasha Henstridge from Species is in it. Yeah. So that should be pretty cool. Um, Heretics is our next film. That and looks that, really cool. All the yeah. posters and stuff look really cool. Well, he's got that. Michael Ironside from Scanners in it. Oh, cool. And V. 
<laughs> so um, I'm really happy about that. Um, the director's interesting, though, Paul Hyatt. He did the makeup on Descent, and he's pretty much done like loads of makeup on loads oh, of okay. things. But so it could be really gory. So it might be. I think it's like not his first one, but it's close. He hasn't done many. I mean, the gore in Descent is pretty yeah. for long, so hopefully there might be a lot of blood and gore in it. I hope so. Um, and then this is the one which I was just I've gone mental on Twitter about because yeah. I just absolutely love the look of this. It's um, our stop motion movie Chuck Steele, Night of the Trampires. It's the <laughs> yeah. second in the Chuck Steele series. Sure I just don't care. <laughs> I'm all in. I love. I'm a big fan of um, like Team America and like stuff like that. I mean they cool. use more puppets, but this is like proper stop motion. So it's going to be that could be interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward. It's to it. Different than that. Bit of fun on it. Bit of fun. Um, Next one is called um, uh, um, it's called What Keeps You Alive, which I don't know too much. Oh yeah, this it's the guy Colin uh, Miniham who did um, a film we watched last year called Stillborn. Oh yeah, yeah, you weren't a fan of that. I wasn't one. a massive fan. I thought it was okay. Yeah, but, so never give him a chance. Yeah, yeah, I might skip that one and go for a bit then. Um, but <laughs> this one you're really looking forward to, um, which you told me about is Upgrade. Mm. Um, so. I don't, again, know too much about it. It's um, Blumhouse, so it's got to be good. Yeah, the director is, um, I don't know, Lee Wannabell, but he's done, like, he's been the actor in Saw movies and stuff like oh, okay. that. Okay, I've, I've heard this film is meant to be completely out there, like, quite, I had it on my watch list violent. before it was announced at Fright Fest. I've, yeah. I've, I've known about it for some mm. You must have told me about it, and I've just been waiting for it, so this is yeah, a cool yeah. opportunity I, to see it. I, I see it because I get a lot of stuff like look at Blumhouse stuff I know it's been on the cards to come out and stuff but uh, yeah it, it's getting loads of good reviews like from critics and festivals and stuff so fingers crossed well, it's going to be a good one cool and then uh, we end the um, festival on Saturday night our last movie is called aptly named Fright Fest cool. and the director is uh, John uh, John Nuts He's, uh, he did Jack Brooks Monster Slayer do you remember oh, that? cool yeah yeah yeah, I like that. Okay. I thought it was. Oh, I was. Quite, I've got that on duty. I was, I was quite quite impressed with that one. Cool. It's Excellent. different. So we shall see. Good, good. But that's Fright Fest for this year. I'm, I'm so excited. Really excited. This year's going to be a good one. So uh, we'll be around, uh, kind of probably plugging our podcast and stuff. But uh, <laughs> if if people want to chat to us, if you see us, that you know we're more than happy to have a little chat and stuff and have a catch up and a beer. Um, because uh, Fright Fest is cool. We've been a couple of, well, we've been, what, three years? Yeah, I think the last three or so. Four. It's quite good. It's a good community and it's really kind of like a really just fun place to go and meet people that are kind of the same as you, laid back people that love horror. Yeah, and it's at the um, Prince Charles Theatre in um, uh, just off Leicester Square and also the Sydney Sydney World in Leicester Square. Yeah. Square. It used to be the Empire, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right in the centre um, of Leicester Square, so. But they have um, like sometimes they have them um, the actors there as well like Directors, last last producers, year yeah everything I mean last year it almost acted like a proper premiere so they do have first they do have first um yeah. first time European premieres oh, like world premieres most of them are yeah what was that movie we saw with um, Michael Soccer in oh date night. Date night, that yeah, was wicked. That was and they, yeah. not Michael Soccer didn't turn up, but the two girls, they yeah. were there all dressed up to the nines and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that was so. the girl that used to be ang- in Angus Fong's. <laughs> Angus Fong's and something about snogging. Snogging tales or something like that, yeah. I hate that you remember that. But it was, um, I thought that film was awesome. It was, it was brilliant. Like, I really want to rewatch it, but 
It's not come out yet over here, I don't think. It's come out of the cinema. Yeah, it came yeah. out of the cinema because I thought you yeah, it hasn't come out to buy. That's what I want to do. I want to buy it. Yes. It looks really cool. So. Cool. So, shall we move on to uh, this week's review? Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Yeah, so this week's review is the um, first purge. So we went to see the first purge this week, literally... um, we are hot off it, like yesterday. Yeah, so it's fresh um, in our brains, which is good. Okay, so the fir- this is the fourth in the the fourth movie in the um, series. It's um, a prequel um, yeah. to um, the events that have already happened. I mean, it left us last time in the last movie it was election year, wasn't it? And um, I think it was almost like they were, they were given they were giving up they were giving up on. Um, uh, the, the purge is almost coming to end. So this is kind of how it all started. And um, I'm not going to go into any of the political like satire because I don't think we're not a political podcast. We're just, no, we're, not. We're, at all. we're just looking at this as like a movie and horror. I mean, people have I've seen a lot of like reviews and stuff that have like um, panned it, and um, because of the yeah, there is a lot of bad reviews yeah, coming out because of what it's portraying and the way it's portrayed and sort of how close it is I suppose to what is going on to America now this is what I was going to and I'm not I, I'm, I'm not going into that we're, we're probably looking at it as as a movie yeah you know because that's what it is it's fantasy at the end of the day absolutely yeah but I I mean as in I was watching it I, I did have that running through my brain the whole time yeah how close to home it is and how you know how how things it, it, I couldn't help but think about that when I was watching it about gun crime about Trump's America about racism and but yeah we're not here to talk about all that but yeah. it did flitter through my mind as i was watching it and uh that's probably what made it a little bit more scarier and and uh close to home yeah yeah totally but let's let's forget about that let's review it as as a movie as horror fans yeah and let's chat about what what we thought so what i mean this i mean the, I, I go for the movie basically takes place on um uh stanton island um, yeah, Stanton it's, island. um you know uh it's a low-income neighborhood um, and they're offering the chance for them to earn five thousand dollars if they stay and they actively get themselves involved in the purge so they're sort of almost because they corner it off them. don't yeah. they they're kind of like boundaries and like corner off so nobody can leave nobody can like, you can't yeah and you can get out before if you stay you're yeah. part of the purge and you're and you encouraged get and you get getting these little um, lenses, the lenses were cool, the, the contact lenses. Yeah, they they get, everybody the gets eerie. given a pair of contact lenses. Because I suppose the thing to remember, it is supposed to be set in the future. Even though it feels so re- kind of close to home, that's a weird thing. Mm. It is kind of supposed to be set in the future. But yeah, where it's this, bef- this is where, apparently, the, this is obviously prequel, so it's, it's before everything yeah. happened. This is how it led up to the whole of the country doing the purge. But what I've said is we haven't got video camera contact lenses readily available right now that's, so that's where yeah. the sci-fi element of the uh, of it comes in and it's hard to and it's hard to sometimes look at these as a horror but there is some like nice little nods to um like horror movies and stuff but i mean the 
purge itself when that sort of comes on. You get the familiar sirens and stuff like that. That's creepy. Every time we've done that, I've watched all of the movies, as you have, we've watched them together. Every time that comes on, I can't help but it scares the shit out of me because I'm like, if I heard that, I was at home, I'd be like, oh God, this is it. There we go. We've got like, how long is it? Is it 20, 24 hours? Yeah, 24. No, it's one night, so it's 12. It's 12 12 hours. 12 hours, yeah. Um, to purge and yeah. um, it sort of comes up it starts off slow because they were expecting a lot more people to get involved and then it starts amping up and when they don't really get the results that they think that they're going to get and it is tonally it's quite slow pacing wise to mm. get to the point of um, when it just sort of goes nuts and you get a few nice little nods to the old uh, movies the masks again are like heavily used yeah so this is a thing that I was going to kind of touch on is like I get the use of masks and stuff because they're like saying that people don't want to show their identities if they get put on TV and stuff because they film a lot of it with drones and stuff, obviously, again, uh, touching on technology nowadays mm. and stuff and how drones are used in a lot of things. But the mask thing that is just that I thought this one, it was, it, it was used like quite heavily, like probably too much yeah. as if this, you know, this was the first one. I think if you look at each film, the masks get more and more. Yeah. So it's kind of a trend that happens. I would have thought it'd be a little bit less in this one. Yes. Which I think if they had a little less mask, it would have been a bit more creepier. It was like, let's put this mask in, let's put this, let's put a colourful light-up mask, let's put this freaky guy who's down the drain with a doll on his face mask. Yeah. Um, Um, But yeah. but, But again, again, so... Then it's sort of like as it goes on, they they're not getting the results that they want. They get them. They hire. This is where it takes a bit of a twist. Yeah, and they, they hire they've hired a militia to sort of like start amping up, and they just it ends up turning into a okay a bit is... of a race war. You know, they 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 thought actors the Ku Klux Klan and some bits and all dressed up, and it gets I don't know. They they cross a, they cross a few lines in my opinion, but they um um. They just start like just often people left, right, and centre. Mm. They start going through the shop, uh, going through, acting as if they've been they, they, these people are from Staten Island and not. They're hired guns, and then it's like the inevitable. Um, but obviously, it's done on purpose. Yeah. To, to try and get people to 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 buy in the government to buy in on this purge, saying it's work. Look at the numbers. If we said we spoilers, need to roll yeah. this out. So we're going to spoil the hell out of this. Yeah. Too late anyway. Too we late. Don't know. <laughs> um, but we spoil everything. But anyway, but um, so yeah, I mean I'm, that's kind of it. I mean, apart from that, you let's know, talk. Let's talk about the characters a bit. Yeah, I mean, so I'm what do you up, think about the characters? I want to bring up one annoyance before I go into the main characters. Yeah, go on. Um, what's the face from um, Marissa Tomei? No, I'm not saying that yet. She oh. can. That can. That's another one. But um, Melanie Diaz from the Belco experiment. Oh yeah, yeah. Was in it. Yeah. For what Ten three minutes, if that, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, we saw in the credits, and I was like, oh, cool, she was good in the Belco yeah, experiment. Yeah, yeah, she was really good. She wasn't in it, so yeah. I thought that was a waste of time. Okay. Um, go on, and what are you going to say about Marissa Tomei? Marissa Tomei, um, I, <laughs> I, I, say it? I thought she was wooden, underused, just quite bad acting. Average, average, which I was surprised. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't impressed. Did you notice the bloke that was with her though? You know, the kind of government the guy in the suit. Yeah, the suit. 
that he was from that show on Netflix, the one about the nineties. He's he's the principal the of the school, yeah. Um, oh, everything no. Everything sucks. Everything sucks. Yes, yeah, everything that sucks. Was the principal he took, yeah. in the school. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought he was like. He's all right. He was okay. He didn't have much to do, but yeah, that's what I mean. Right. It was just a bit like on that side of things. I wasn't really like. I wasn't impressed with it. I just thought it was a I bit mean, lost. It's worth noting that the it was directed. It wasn't directed by the um, the original writer. So James James Demanco. Demanco. He, yeah. he he's written all of them. He's written um, and directed and all of them. Di- yeah, apart from this apart one. Apart from this one. Uh, but he didn't direct it. But so. he has written it. And it's directed by a newcomer. Yeah. Much but like, he's um, he he's written this one. He's still involved. He's yeah. wrote the story. But this new guy, um, yeah, he hasn't done much. But obviously, Gerard McMurray. Is yeah, so it's, it's been like it's still been overlooked by um, James DeMarco because it's like he's now going on to do uh, the TV show. So he's written all the TV shows oh, okay. that's coming out apparently in America in September. Now that looks interesting because it's like um, different stories on on the night of different perspectives and stuff. But anyway, regardless of that, let's get back to the film. So character wise. So what else did you think? What did you think about like the lead guy, that Dimitri? Dimitri. Yeah. I thought he was alright. I, I I mean he was fine. The mm. two leads, I suppose, Dimitri and um, what's her name? Yala? Nala? Naya. Naya. Yeah. Right. They were old boyfriend and girlfriend, but I suppose that's, they, they that's their loose yeah. connection and stuff yeah. like that. And um Yeah. Obviously he'd obviously he'd was going out of her and then turned to kind of drugs and gang warfare and all this stuff and he's obviously he's kind of running that kind of part of I believe I believe that he was quite hard but the bits in the um, the tower with him looked like the raid yeah like this, a- this is another problem I've got I'm not like I've obviously given my thoughts on it at the end but and this is another thing I just got a bit sidetracked with it's like this is a little bit a little bit too different from the other ones. I mean, yeah, you've got fighting scenes in the other one with Frank Grillo. Obviously, he does a lot I miss of Frank. He's Not good. He's good. He's, he's pretty, I really like him. But this one, it just it was like it was too almost too kind of like let's take a little bit from John uh, John Wick or something. Let's take a little bit of the fight stairwell fight from Captain America and Daredevil, and let's throw that's what people like. Let's throw all this in, kind of mix up. It's kind of a lot. It's kind of still got that horror element. But it's it's like trying to it feels like it's trying to steer away from it. But yeah. then it comes back with the mask thing and the murders and the different types of murder, and, and that's what I, I mean, felt like. I felt a little bit taken out of the situation. Yeah. I mean, the main guy, the main sort of killer, I suppose, Skeletor, great mm. name. But I thought it was great name, but um, yeah. he didn't wear a mask, and he sort no. of was killing willy nit. You know, so I didn't willy, really like him when they when they introduced him at the start. I wasn't fond of him. No. But by the by kind of mid towards now, I was like, this is quite, quite freaky. I mean, it's it sounds, mental. The way we're talking is it sounds like we did enjoy it, but I, no. I, I kind of... It kept me entertained yeah, the whole way through. It was entertaining, but I wasn't, like, blown away. It's just The thing average. is, to me, I was like, it's great hearing this story. It's great. It, it, did it need to be told? Probably not. Because this one is very, I felt like, was very much like the last one. Kind of, this is the start of it, yeah. But then there's an uprising within kind of a small community of fighting back, and that was kind of the storyline of the last one we saw. Yeah, no. and, and it's I too the, much the same as the I first one. The first one, the first one where it was first just in a house. Yeah. Yeah, it was just brilliant. And Cersei Lannister was in it. 
you know. So I, I, sometimes I think with this that this gratuitous violence, a lot of people have said that you know you don't get gratuitous violence. It reminds me a bit like Hobo with a Shotgun, Mad Max, those sorts of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite gruesome. In yeah, places, it is. It's quite gruesome. I mean, there's one st- there's one scene for me which I, I thought was like um, really good in terms of horror. Say. It's the two old women with the dolls like down the aisle, um, the alleyway. I genuinely thought that was all right. I thought, I that, was quite, I I thought like that. that was quite creepy. I, I thought that. I was like, what is, it, what is going on? Well, I thought that was probably... I mean, that's how it shows how poor the movies. I thought that was the best bit of the whole, the whole thing. See, I, I thought the thing that I quite liked was the contact lenses when he... When the guy, one of the guys, the, the guy in it, I can't, Isaiah. Yeah, Isaiah. Apparently, he's, he's English, been in EastEnders, apparently. Oh, OK. Um, but, um, yeah, as he was going down to kind of one of the dark-coloured alleyways, People were looking through the windows, and all you could see was their contacts. I thought that was quite freaky. Yeah, there were some freaky moments, yeah. and there were some little jump scares which make it the horror. And they've got the mask which sort of make it horror, but it's it's very sort of sci-fi. I just think um, I like the Purge movies, and I will watch the TV series, and I will watch Definitely. probably the next one that comes out because I don't know. There's something about um, I'm waiting for it to be it's got a massive fan base. Yes, yeah, yeah. got a massive fan base, and I think. Um, maybe it annoy people. I think it, for me, I mean, as a horror fan of someone like I, I'm a massive fan of like, like I said, Home with a Shotgun, gratuitous violence, yeah. like violence for violence for, for, for violence sake. I don't mind that because I know it's fantasy. Yeah. And if they're just going to lop a head off or something like that, for me, they are stuck in this middle bit of being too mainstream, and and the mainstream people are thinking that it's not, it's too far. Yeah. Whereas I think they... Oh, we've go, seen it all before. Kind they, of they, they, yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. soften it up see, yeah. and take a bit of the... I don't know, make it a bit creepier. Or they just go balls out yeah. and just start Which lock, locking up. some them. bits like that, weren't there? Like, remember when, near the end, where they break into the, the uh, their apartment, right at the end, and that, that woman grabs a knife and just, like, literally is stabbing oh, okay. that guy about 40 times. Yeah, okay. She goes nuts. It is. But again, if they're going to go that far, why don't they go that far... The whole, do they feel? Do they feel like? Far. I just think that we need like a like a proper grotesque old eighties yeah. sort of just just dab people. That's okay. what I want. Yeah, I want that. Yeah, I want that movie. You're worrying me. <laughs> I want that movie. No, that's cool. But um, there were some bits as well which I felt that they they've obviously used some CGI blood stuff as well. You know the bit when they were um, coming through the fog and they were attacking kind of like the militia guys. Um, when they were coming with their machine guns and stuff, and there was like blood squirts, and there wasn't real blood. It wasn't obviously practical. But it was definitely CGI, and I could tell, yeah. like from a mile away, which was a bit kind of annoying. It's disappointing. Yeah, it was disappointing. Right. But like, like I said, overall, um, I was entertained by it. Um, but I, I thought I, I, I thought it was okay, and it entertained me most of the time. What about you? Yeah, I, I was, I, I mean, I got up to watch toilet. I wasn't bothered about missing a little bit. So it didn't. It, it grabbed me for a little bit. I was happy to watch it. It didn't. I didn't want to run away. Cool. Um, but um, yeah, it was average. Okay. For me. Should we Should we uh, get to the end then and just score it? I'll I'll score it first because you always score first. Okay. So I'm going to give it a six. Okay, I'm going to give it a five. Cool. That's so um, what's that? A draw one last breath. Uh, five out of ten. Scope mine. <laughs> That's cool. But I am looking forward to the TV show. I'm just going to put it out. Okay. That does look really, really good. Okay, so let's um, move on to our uh, something to scream about.
So Matt pulled out the uh, the bin last week and creepiest soundtracks. Um, I mean, music for me is probably one of the most important like elements in any movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think soundtracks, especially, have been like really important in movies, like to both of us, and like especially in the last couple of years. I mean, after like Guardians of the Galaxies, like really hit home. Baby Driver, those sorts of things. back, isn't it? Where, yeah. Where it lost its way a bit, didn't it? And it was kind of all about scores and like early, like 90s, 2000s was all about just whatever's hot band-wise. Yeah. And kind of like, yeah, most recently it's been coming back, I think. But like, um, I think like music can make a really, a real lasting impression and elevate any music to another level. When we listen to music, we remember the movie. At the end of the day, that happens yeah. to me um, again and again and again. Um, but I think when it comes to horror, music can play a bit more of like a more of an integral part from like maybe a composition aspect. So it can draw it can draw suspense with a pluck of a violin, with the beat of a drum. You can feel like you're running with the character away some axe wielding maniac. With a sudden clash of cymbals or horns, you can see the sudden death of a victim. Or just two notes can make you feel like you're going to be eaten by a killer shark. And cool. that's where I want to start, because that's my first pick. My first pick is um, for creepiest soundtrack is Jaws. It's John Williams. It's John Williams, for a start. So we get to actually talk about John Williams in horror. I, you, I mean, I don't think he's done any other horrors. Um, well, I, I, everyone would probably go, oh, it's Jaws a horror, but Jaws is my favourite horror. It's always a horror. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a yeah. horror. Um, and it's just that, that soundtrack is mental. I mean, the main... The title bit at the beginning, then, then it's just and that's just two notes that, that are actually producing that. So I did a little bit of geeky, like you know, research and stuff, and that's just cool. two notes that are actually just going that little level of suspense. Yeah. And I remember when I was a kid, and um, my gran used to have it on LP. Oh really? I used to go around and listen to it on LP like all the time. We used to whack that on cool. and just like run around the garden, and we just like. You know, played sharks. I didn't even know what I think Jaws was when I was like five or six. Yeah. But we'd listen to this awesome. Yeah, but you um, probably soundtrack. did because you, you probably went swimming with your dad and just pretended. To yeah, be the little shark. But it wasn't the, the, the movie. But you wouldn't have watched it probably. No, but it, my mum did let us watch it re- young, relatively yeah. early because yeah. I think just have a few gross moments. But she, you know, she loved. She's a horror fan, and she, yeah. it was just like, yeah. That's, Mate, that's after watches. hearing that music and watching that film, I wouldn't even have a bath. I was that scared. <laughs> <laughs> I was a kid. I mean, I, I was literally sat at my desk this week and I listened to the whole soundtrack, mm. like back to back, the John Williams score. Oh, cool. And I just thought, wow. And I remembered every little beautiful like piece of the music when there's like the little subtle bits and like it, it sort of goes away and it suddenly comes back yeah. and it's just, it's like almost stops and kept a little bit silent, like a little bit of chimes and it just goes, it lamps up again that with that same, and then it gets yeah. faster and faster as the shark, but it gets closer. And that to me, that's the most terrifying thing. Yeah. when I was a kid and it still is it still is now there's that bit as well where like um, it's kind of like um, one of the divers is underneath and the severed head comes out <laughs> but without that music that wouldn't have been scary yeah, it was back to the music just goes and yeah, then you're it, like whoa it just suddenly like it just like a bit of strings ding and yeah. it's sort of just like boom you, that's yeah. it you, everyone's just, that's a pop that is a popcorn spiller that's what they call I'd that say, I'd say more of a pants spiller <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's got other bit other great beats in it in that whole mu- um, movie there's a beautiful like little montage I don't even remember it when it's sort of like oh, it calms down a bit and it's all like 
suddenly they're going to open for the 4th of July and it's sort of like, you get the John, the John Williams sort of scores go beep, beep, beep. And it's just like, it just becomes a bit more like happy. Mm. Um, it's have that happy element to it as well. But it's, it's probably when on the beach or something. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best bits is um, yeah. where he's sat on the beach and he's got that great shot. Oh, it zooms in. Zooms in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zooms. Amazing shot. Total zooms. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, it's, and it's just, it sort of like, gets louder and louder and just sort of grows and you just, yeah. it's just suspense and thriller it just creates this absolute level of suspense um, I like as well I'm just going to um, there's one more thing which I have to talk about it's the bit in the um, in the boat when yeah. they're singing because I just I mean that's their own movie they're, they're yeah, sort of yeah. doing their own you know oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I don't want to go to bed yeah I had a couple of drinks about an hour ago and I got right to my head and they get dun 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 and they're making their own sort of music and suddenly like you're seeing um, you're hearing the shark goes boof boof against the um against the side of the uh, boat yeah. and then the sort of John Williams score comes in and it's like it trickles out and, and then they're like they have to run they got all this water sort of coming in and they sort of go up to the top and it starts again it's that same and it's like oh it's like fucking shark's coming again yeah. you know every time the shark's coming because of that music yeah. it sets you on edge I it's good isn't it? freaking it's loved it because it's like it's almost it's not there but you know it's coming sort yeah. of thing but you don't know when it's going to pop out it's like crazy because I went on the I went on the Jaws ride and um, it's gone now. Unfortunately, they took it away. But it's amazing. But talking about like things popping out of the water, mate. I've never been so scared in my life because <laughs> right at the end you think it's gone because he shoots it and you think oh, it's cool. So you're going back to the dock and then right at the end the shark pops out again and the matey boy on the ship shoots him again and, go, and you just crap yourself. Do they play the music? On and that we were right on the side where the shark popped out. Oh, wow. Do they play the music? Uh, at the start, I think they did, yeah. So what do you think about it? What do you, well, the music. You like you like Jaws? Absolutely love Jaws. Even Jaws Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I liked them all. I just thought, like, I don't know, you're brought up with that sort of stuff, aren't you? And it's just, like, it's one of a kind. And things mm. have tried to replicate it, and it just, you can't. There's no, no way. It's, There's it's no chance. my favourite horror, like, a, I go for a couple, but it's, yeah. it's it's for me. It's like it's right. It's really up there for me, like big time. I could watch it like a couple of times oh, a year. It's still be happy about, still be happy about it. it. My mate said, it, sat down the other day and it was on, and he said it still sta- it stands up. I mean, the film, oh, yeah, without doubt, the film's from nineteen seventy five. It's mm. you know it's over thirty years, well forty years old, and it's 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 going to celebrate its fiftieth year. I think I suppose in twenty twenty five. I got maths right. Oh, don't ask me. <laughs> okay um but that's my pick jaws so we'll probably end up doing that as a as a, a you know we'll pick that one out to watch at some uh, later and proper yeah, proper yeah. review but what's your um what's your we're, first we're doing two each two each yeah okay, what's your cool. first pick my first pick is a little bit um kind of standard really but um i kind of went with it because i kind of had to one of us had to it had okay. to be done is uh, the Exorcists? Oh yes. Um, has to be done because um, I obviously this is definitely I wasn't we weren't around when this first came out with all the the hoo ha that happened around it and stuff. Obviously it was banned and stuff like that. Um, I call it on the re the re um, kind of uh, when it come out on the cinema again 
Wait, when was that? Because I, I, I went to watch that with two friends. Um, I mean, I'd seen it before, obviously, on, on DVD. Yeah. It got redone at the cinema. I'm not sure when it came out. Um, second time now, but... Because the original was 1973. Yeah. But that basically, the opening scene to that is just like, just one of the creepiest things like it's just that's when we picked out the thing creepiest soundtrack I was like oh mentally I thought it's got to be Exorcist straight away first thing that came right over my when you see the demon at the beginning yeah um, I don't know I think it's the opening music and it's the Tube of Owls isn't it that's what I can't feel yeah so you know the little I can't do it (laughs) maybe I'll put a bit on there Um, but yeah I just thought it was brilliant Um, it just it's haunting but yeah you, when you hear that music, you know straight away as the exorcist. Every, I mean, that music is played so many like times. That. I mean, it was played at the, was it played at the 2012 Olympics? I think it was on that Possibly, little yeah. bit at the beginning. But, um, yeah, Tuba Bells for me, that, that's synonymous with exorcist and it just creeps you out. Yeah. It probably creeps you out. Well, originally, that wasn't going to be the score. The score was going to be by some guy called um, Lalo uh, Schifrins. And it was like he did. They did a um, trailer, and it was, he did six minutes of music, right, and for the trailer. And they only previewed the trailer for people. And apparently, it was so just messed up and scary that with the music and the images, because it was all really messed up for those times. Right. People were just passing out, throwing up, running out, saying this is ridiculous and messed up. And apparently, he didn't know fully what it was. You know what it was for. Um, I never heard that. Story. Yeah, but then it, this wasn't the original piece of music. So um, apparently, when they heard it, like the bosses of, of the film who were funded it and stuff, I can't remember who it was now. They basically turned around and said, "It's you need to tell him to the composer to calm it down. It can't be so crazy and violent. <laughs> and, like just has to be toned down." Um, but uh, Freak, Freak, William Freakin just turned around and said, oh, yeah, okay, I will, I'll have a word with him. Didn't have a word with him. <laughs> so he'd done all this music, gave it to William Freakin. He supposedly, this is what I read online, that William Freakin just basically heard um, a bit of it and went, that's rubbish, chucked out the window, literally chucked out the window. Um, and that's the guy yeah. was like, the, the composer was kind of like, oh, okay. Um, fine, and then that music was then taken and put on the Amateurville horror. Oh, really? Film. Yeah, so they used it for that instead. Um, but then Mike Oldfield came along. Obviously, they used his music for it. But apparently, Mike Oldfield wasn't really happy on, on how they used the music, like okay. he, how it's portrayed in the film. I mean, Christ, it's one of the really like it, bits yeah. but it's, it's in history. One of the most famous pieces, and you hear it anywhere. People like. Yeah, know what that is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. that's why I could, I just thought it was, it's just one of those things that just is, everybody knows it. I mean, yeah, so I I'd have to agree. I can't like pick holes in that one. That's, that's great, great thing. So what, 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 what else you got? Now, uh, I've got my other, probably, oh my God, I, I should have gone with something like really, um, you know, obscure, dark, obscure but <laughs> sod it. Okay, I don't really care. When it's good, it's good. And The Shining, um, awesome you know this movie one of your faves yeah and probably my favourite movie of all time I really do think it's my favourite movie of all time and I the thing is like, I forget about it I love the beauty of this movie is I, I tend to forget about it because it's so it freaks me out whenever I watch it um, 
mainly because of the music and the times that I've watched it mm. is quite important because I've watched it when I've just been like in this alone. I've always watched it with the lights out. I've always just watched it like completely, complete in complete darkness. But yeah. the one I get it, just get drawn into it. So I properly pull myself into this movie because I, I, I love it, and I, I seem to forget. And I go, oh, why is The Shining my favourite movie of all time? And I'll question myself, and I go, oh, I must be put some other bloody movie up there. And I sit down and watch it again, <laughs> and I can't, I can't, my eyes, I can't like, pull myself away from it. And the music, it terrifies me. I mean. That first, that main title sequence, I mean, I listened to it again, I listened to it again this week. It's like the one where it's like following the car down the road. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's just like a slow, this yeah. slow... I've got to be honest, I haven't watched it for a while. I caught the start of it, it was so late at night, I couldn't, I, I watched it's the first like five minutes. Yeah, yeah two was, hours, isn't it? It was like on TV a couple of weeks ago and it's like so late I couldn't I wanted to but it's so late I, sat, I need but, to rewatch it again but, but that main title with the, you, know, you can see the helicopter sort of like yeah. following the car and it's just this like or, like almost like organ with um, like a tuba and it's just like it's just so it's so creepy and eerie and you can feel that, that they are wherever they're going to wherever this car's going to it's, they shouldn't be going there yeah, it's yeah. this real level of like impending doom and you say, why, what, where are they going to? And you know, obviously they're going to the, the, the old Overlook Hotel. Yeah. Um, but, wherever, yeah, so it's just, it's just ghastly. And obviously it's Stanley Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick loves his music, music anyway, 2001 Space Odyssey is built yeah. on the music. Yeah, yeah. I so. mean, that, <laughs> that sequence at the start with the monkey, and it's just used everywhere. It's used in so many different things. Um, with the, Shining, he gave yeah, <laughs> with the shining, he gave the music to his um to the editor, um, yeah. oh, I can't remember his name. I got yeah, Gordon Gordon Stainforth is the editor, the music editor, and um, he gave him the um the right sort of the I don't know how it works in movies, but mm. they, they give it to him to sort of sort out. It's his, it was his job, yeah, instead of Kubrick sort of thing. We obviously oversaw it, um, but <laughs> the way he put it together. It's just fantastic. I mean, some of the scenes that I think are probably worth mentioning is um, the scene with uh, Danny when he's sort of like, he's obviously got the shining and he's sort of, he's sort of spazzing out a little bit with the yeah. shining or whatever he's doing and he's um, um, shinning and he's um, seeing the blood come out of the uh, elevator mm. yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. The, the sort of, the music that sort of goes with that. It's like these wicked little strings yeah. Sharp, like piercing, yeah. and it's it's and it's been used in horror. Yeah, you know, like, it's like the template those strings for any sort of horror. You look at like John Carpenter, and um, was done after that as well. So you could probably say that he got a few nods. He's great at music, but probably got a few influences from those little beautiful little strings. And maybe the, well, maybe Mill Friday the Thirteenth with the knife, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, psycho, psycho. <laughs> well, psycho was before um, Shining, so but there was similar stuff in Friday the Thirteenth. Anyway, but it's just synonymous. Um, but the music is with him is really sinister, and it just drags you in. It pulls you in. You can feel this sort of level of impending doom and despair and isolation. You feel the cold with the music as well. Mm. And I just think it's beautiful. And the last sort of bit that I want that I'll get over is the um, <laughs> the little bit of jazz music that plays at the end when oh, yeah, after yeah. all that's said and done, 
Um, and we'll talk about this in detail one day when we watch the movie, because yeah. we will watch yeah. this one. Yeah, of course. Um, but right at the end, when uh, Jack is sort of, um, uh, he's frozen to death. Um, I hope you haven't seen it. I hope you've seen it all, guys. And if you haven't seen it, <laughs> don't listen. <laughs> um, but he's, he's sitting there all cold, and um, he's frozen to death. And then this little ja- this bit of jazz music comes. I think it's played somewhere early in the music as well. It might it? be. It's called in, Midnight, the Stars and You. Is it in the bit where they're at the party with the photo? Yeah. Yes. 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 But it's, right it's go, it zooms into that photo. And yeah, in the yeah. photo. But it's just so um, it's so charming. Yeah. That bit of music and it's so creepy as well because he's got this cheesy grin on his face and he's mm. like, it's just beautiful, a beautiful end and it's still really creepy because it's so like gleeful yeah. and at the end of this completely this journey that you've been on with these these three people and it's just like whoa and it leaves you with that uh, yeah. I just love it and it's just very clever yeah and I can and you know what the beautiful thing I sat there and listened to some of the compositions this week and yeah and like, I'm at work and um, I could see the movie Cool, that, that's cool that something can do that. Yeah, that's done its job, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, it sounds like you've been doing lots of research this week. No, music, you know, like music, is important <laughs> no, <it's laughs> for me and like the movies. It makes it makes it makes a horror movie for me. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's a di- it's a difference between it, like pl- like uh, being an egg or not really. Cool. You can have a shit movie and good music. I think I still like the movie. I think. Yeah, cool. But yeah, go on. Then what's your what's your second pick? My second pick. Um, you touched on him, obviously, John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween. Oh. It's got to be done. Uh, a lot of people would get it. It's funny. We have, we have this always mess, like, in quizzes and stuff. And if you play it, people go, I can't remember whether it's Exorcist or Halloween. It's <laughs> yeah. really funny because there are some in a kind of, kind of same kind of ways. But obviously he composed it. And he performed it uh, with most of his music he does anyway. He still performs it. Yeah, still now. He still yeah. performs yeah. it. He's good. I'd love to meet him one day. That's one guy that I'd love to take off the bucket list. But um, yeah, it was not It was co-written by Deborah Hill as well. Um, apparently it took three days to compose the entire score to the movie. Pretty impressive. Wow. Banged out in three days. Um, it's obviously a piano melody. Melody, I don't know if you can call it a melody, but it's creepy as fuck. Um, it, I mean, it, what can I say? You hear that music again a, a lot like The Exorcist. You hear it and you know straight away that this is going to be messed up, whatever it is. It's eerie, it's creepy, it's kind of just like the sort of music you, you hear and you think, what's going to happen? I think with this as well, if we can work out when we're clever enough mm-hmm. and we can edit it and just pop in the music right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then that would be really cool. Yeah. It's just one of those tunes where, again, when you listen, when you've watched that movie when you're younger as well, it's just like you listen to it and it stays with you no matter what. Same as Exorcist. It's like, it's a bit, it's a, I can't, there's loads of stuff I want to pick and I listen to a load of stuff and I really like loads of other stuff but I felt like I had to kind of like stay with my roots kind of where with the music that's where I first ever thought wow this piece of music well, maybe one really time. has yeah. a massive imprint we, we picked, I think we picked the, 
the biggies. Staples, yeah. Yeah, and maybe like, like we'll just kind of pick a bit. Maybe one day we'll do it again yeah. and we'll do it, go for a but bit more random. But I think, like you said, you're right. Yeah. Halloween, that bit is just, um, everyone knows it as well. Yeah. And it and the, there is so many bits in Halloween that are only scary mm. because of the music. I mean, it's a guy walking around in a William Shatner mask <laughs> um, yeah. with a kitchen knife. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he's, he's obviously for, quite foreboding, he's massive, but, you know, when he, like, throws the knife down, you get you get the, the sort of creepiness, and when he's, like, stalking them in them... Um, when you see him in the background, yeah. it's, like, it's just creepy. Yeah, yeah. so you need that you music. You can't without music, yeah, being yeah. laughing with it. Um, you got, what about any shout-outs to any other stuff that you could shout-out to? Like, obviously, we covered our favourites. What Was there anything you nearly picked? Anything I nearly picked. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you got the just a few little nods in terms of like Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. I mean, the one that we watched recently, Nightmare on Elm Street, it's got a great eighties soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's very like eighties. I can't. Do you know? What? I can't think of any. And a couple like modern um, ones. And a couple. Um, well, it's not really a film, but Stranger Things. The music. Oh. Like, okay. Yeah. I nearly picked it, but obviously because it was a TV, we it's a creepiest films yeah okay nearly picked it but that's is immense crazy and it? it just takes you back to when you're a kid like 80s just pure 80s they went right they, it's like they've got every single 80s horror film soundtrack where and crushed it into one and just like there you go and like oh my god when you hear it's like this, this is i'm gonna love this i didn't even watch the first episode and the music came i was like i'm gonna love this the the font of the the, the Stranger Things logo and the music alone, I was like, I'm sold. Sold. A couple of other things. I, um, it follows soundtrack. Me and you love that soundtrack. Yeah. Awesome. Just like... I love the movie. It's crap. Well. I nearly picked that. <sighs> nearly picked that. But yeah. But yeah. Um, that, that's all I really... I, I mean, if you guys, that. you know, have any, any ideas you want to send, you know, send our way, just like... Um, Send us on, send us a note on Twitter yeah. or um, our email Instagram. Yeah. Um, we'll read that. We we'll read that out at the end, and just like you know, let really us know. good to hear your thoughts. Yeah, let us know what you, uh, what sort of music you like in horror movies. Cool, that was a fun one. Should we, um, who's, are we going to pick another one out of the box then next week? Yeah, should we? Did, I picked it last week, so it's your turn to pick this week. Be a good bin, bin of truth. Right. Be a good one. Be a good one. <laughs> okay this is a good one I say so we've got um, pick our top top two goriest moments in horror that's good, that's good. yeah oh my god how am I going to research that it's too much too I mean much. I can tell you right now that I've um, yeah there's a couple of good things on uh, on YouTube and stuff that you can have a look when I've, I've had it this would be quite interesting to see what you actually pick because I, I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan of gore. You're a big fan of gore. Yeah, loads of stuff I'd like to yeah. pick. I know straight away one I probably will pick. It will be my number one, but we'll go on that next week, right. next two weeks. So. so that'll be our something to scream about next time. Cool. Like, right. should we move on? Let's move on. Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No, it's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian or a vampire. Are you guys sniffing old newsprint or something? You think you really know what's happening around here, don't you? Well, I'll tell you something. 
You don't know shit, buddy. Yeah. You think we just work in a comic book store for our folks, huh? Actually, I thought it was a bakery. This is just our cover. We're dedicated to a higher purpose. We're fighters for truth, justice, and the American way. Immortopia, that voice so clear. So obviously we are going to do our film from the vault this week, and I got to pick last week. And yes, you did. Two weeks ago. And I got to say, I must, I, I picked a brilliant one. Um, it's obviously the no other, none other than the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. So Wild Boys. <laughs> That's the wrong song. Is it? <laughs> what song was uh, that? Wild that. Boys. Uh, <laughs> can't re- can I redeem myself on that one? <laughs> So I cut out the word. Cry, little sister. That's it. You got it. You got. I still believe. That's what I said last week about the chain. Yeah, all right. And the saxophone. I hope anybody got. Yeah, we're not cutting that. that last week. We're not. Cu- we're going to keep that one. Oh in God, don't. We're going to lose listeners left, right, and centre. Anyway, let's get back on topic. So, Lost Boys. One of it's got to be one of my favourite films. Of all time, like you said, Jaws is yours. Probably Lost Boys is probably one of my favourite films of all yeah. time, without a doubt. So, film. I'll just do a little synopsis on the film. Um, it's about a, a family that come to Santa Carla. Um, they've obviously moved from elsewhere because they, you know, the mum split with the dad, so they've moved. Obviously, um, you've got the mum and the two um, brothers, which is Michael and Sam. And they basically moved to Santa Carla, which is the murder capital of the world. Um, and they set up shop. They've uh, moved in with their grandpa. And obviously, they go out like boys do and search for what's going on outside. And this is where Michael, the one, the older brother, um, kind of uh, gets in with some nasty vampires. But um, yeah, let's let's just go straight in. What did you think? What do you think about Lost Boys? Do you like it? I love yeah. it, and I've got the shittiest copy of Lost Boys. Why? I don't know why. I I picked out my um, DVD to watch it. I reckon I've had that for a ridiculous amount of time. I'm gonna have to upgrade it to a Blu-ray or something because I, I'm I, disgusted. I kind of like it. I like the fact that I've got it a shit copy. It's remind, I've got basically a copy that reminds me of like an old VHS. All right, okay. Um, and it's it's grainy and it's ropey and it looks like something I've recorded off the TV really? on a DVD. Um, oh. And I and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I still really enjoyed it. I mean, the, film, the movie's from 1987. Yeah. Great year. Should do a quiz. Obviously. Um, it's proper 80s. It is proper 80s. The clothes are 80s. Um, I mean, this is probably a lot of things where Stranger Things would have got some of the ideas from. Definitely, yeah. Uh, along with, like, you know, the rest of Stephen King's. Spielberg, but this, um, oh, and it's this, got, this standard though, mate. This is this, like, doesn't, this doesn't steal from other movies. This is a one of a kind, mate. This is a kid's horror. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll no. go against that. No, it's not a kid's horror at all. Not, not, not to me. Not at all. I mean, it's a Goonies. I shouldn't have been watching this when it's I was. The Goonies grown up. That definitely not. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, what, what do you think about? Should we talk about the film, about how it starts off and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's shot beautifully. 
I mean, um, the act, the acting is a, is is good. You got Kiefer Sutherland in it for Christ's sake, and they've got it's just got this beautiful soundtrack. Again, it's got a beautiful bloody soundtrack that runs through this whole this whole the song that I got wrong earlier. Um, <laughs> it's got this other, this beautiful song, um, "Cry Little Sister," which yeah. sort of runs through it every now and again. It's beautiful. In the film's about vampires at the end of the day. Um, it's and I, I do love a vampire movie. It's a lovely take on it. They sort of follow the old rules. You've got um, Corey Feldman in it and his mate, who I don't even know his name. There's the Frog Brothers, and they're like Corey Hayne. Uh, well, no, the other, the other guy in the comic shop. Oh, the Frog, yeah, the Frog yeah. Brothers. The Frog I can Brothers. never remember the other yeah, actor's name. Yeah. But um, you obviously got Corey Feldman in it, and they, like you said, it's the Corys back together. Um, like Corey Hayne in it as well. That's yeah. um, um, Michael Junger's brother. Sam. Sam. And um, they have this beautiful little sort of love-hate relationship as teenage boys are trying to one-up each other in a comic shop at one stage and they say, I don't care, that they're tough, they want to be these vampire killers, they're aware of the vampires. And it's just sort of like, their element of it is the where they probably wanted to pin it as Goonies because it is sort of like an adventure that they want to kill the vampires. And then you've got this whole horror element. It is Stop talking about the Goonies. It is the proper... Listen, just because Colin found it doesn't make it the Goonies. <laughs> Christ. Anyway. <laughs> but you're, 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 you're not selling this to me. I don't need such. It's your favourite movie. Yeah, it is. And that's why you're making me angry right uh, now. <laughs> um, but they're hanging off the... There's some like, nice... There are some nice shots when he's obviously... Um, the, the bit where they're hanging off the... Bridge, yeah, like this is what, like, this is the thing. It's like when the thing is, when this was the first kind of like movie that I saw, and it, after like, the Goonies, that basically was like a vampire movie, and and I was like, this is cool, I've never really seen this kind of thing before. And when I watched it, I was like, this is quality, it's cool, it's slick, it's, it's just different the way that I saw, because I was more like Sam's, probably a bit younger than Sam. Um, I was a massive, like, Corey Haim fan when I was younger as well. Yeah, and I wasn't. And I was, like, I was just, like, a fan of all that era. And obviously growing up in that time, watching this, I wanted to be kind of like Sam, rather than uh, most of the people that I knew wanted to be like Michael, because he was, like... So cool, he rides a motorcycle and wears a leather jacket. And I was like watching it from kind of his, like Corey Haim's point of view, where he's the brother. And I was looking at all this and thinking, oh my god, he's so cool. He's he's made friends with these cool comic book guys. That like uh, that, that age, I was like, when I watched it at that age, I was like, that is cool. I watch it back now; it's a little bit corny. Yeah, I mean, I still see you corny. I still see you in that like in the shirt that he was wearing. That's definitely your type of, like, shirt. Oh, I, was, wow. I think you probably got one in your wardrobe. But, um... Uh, I completely agree with you in terms of I wanted to be Corey Haim out of the whole movie. I mean, mm. I probably wanted to be Corey Feldman more than Corey Haim. I wanted to be the one that thought that you could kill a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... But, and then, yeah, and then obviously you get kind of sucked into it, like, or sucked in, <laughs> But, yeah, like that scene where they go to the, the bridge and hang off and stuff and you, you watch that for the first time you're like oh, what? you're like what are they doing you and you don't even think oh they're vampires they can fly no you don't and then like obviously this is the thing about the film there's a lot of the shots if you notice it a lot of the shots are kind of like aerial shots to yeah. begin with 
and that shot on the bridge as well. It's like you don't really see much; they just fall into the mist. You don't see them flying you don't see, because they they didn't have absolutely loads of massive budget to no. use. So like they obviously used a lot of POV kind of like shots, so they didn't have to show them flying and they didn't have to use effects and stuff like that. So, but then it just carries on. It just tells the story of Michael like getting involved with the girl. She's trying to draw, kind of drawn him in, and then there's the bit in the cave. You must always remember the bit in the cave when they kill them. No, when before that, when the they, blood sort of like sat in no, this ritual. No, you'll go way too ahead. When he's like says, "Do you want some Chinese?" and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, Christ, cool." Yeah. And he's like, "Why are you eating maggots?" and he's like, "What?" And he's like, looks down and the maggots and spits it out, and then it's obviously yeah. not his rice. And then he shows him his, and he's like. How about some noodles? And it's like, no, don't eat worms. It's yeah. like, no worms. I mean, they, they so of, funny. That's what I was going to point out as well. Like, because I'm a big, I'm, I'm a massive, I was a massive Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Fan of the Goonies as well, yeah. I'm a massive fan of the Goonies. Um, so, massive Vampire fan. So, let's like, just get one thing straight. I, I love the Goonies. <laughs> just don't reference it with Lost Boys. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so like, I like, like, the rules for being a vampire and what you do so you know they've got them in there allergic to garlic this classic um, with the crucifix the uh, mirror the mirror but none of those sort of fall um they sort of kick them in they sort of kick them out of the um standard sort of rule book i suppose of being a vampire because obviously the head vampire yeah um says oh i can break any rule if i get invited in and those sorts of things weren't weren't true in mm. every wall, so they sort of, kind of yeah. they built their own foundation for being. But they allude to that, which is, and quite which is fine. And I think every sort of vampire story told is just another, um, it's another version of events because it's a, you know, it's in, it's back, it's a historic mm. reference point in terms of vampires, and they can everyone can pick their own rule if they want to have sparkly, like vampires. Mm. That like they can fuck off. Then that's up to them. <laughs> I know you're a big they make fan. Lo- of, they make lots of money. I know you're a big fan of Twilight. They make lots of money and stuff. Um, yeah. So is Dan, but it's fine. <laughs> Our friend Dan, by the way. Don't you talk about? It, I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, they can do this. They can do what they want. But this this version mm-hmm. of it is is still quite because they obviously have some of. It. I mean, you look at Nosferatu, like the original, like one of the yeah. original ones that was very creepy in its own sense. Bram Stoker's Dracula, and Gary, like yeah. Gary Oldman, again very, very like very freaky. I think that was after the Lost Boys. Mm. Uh, yeah, 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 like yeah. There's loads of Vincent Price and all the stuff that's happened with Dracula yeah. and vampires. This is a very cool. It's a cool take on it. It's its own take. And it's its own version. It's its own standard. That's the important yeah, yeah. note. Yeah. And the Frog Brothers rule. That's also I mean, worth noting. Yeah. So touching on the soundtrack as well. I remember when I was um, basically young and I'd obviously seen the movie. And the, it came out on LP, and it was an R price for about eight pounds or something like that, seven or eight pounds on LP. And I only had like four pounds. I went home, literally begged my sister to go halves with me because she liked the movie as well. And I was like, "Come on, please give me the money, give me the money, give me the money." So she get me, she lent me the money, and I ran into R price and grabbed it off the off the shelf, and literally ran home, and it was on my record player nonstop for about a month because I used to love it so much. Um, but this, um, okay, what about some of, well, let's talk about some of the actors in a minute. Let's yep. talk, so who have we got? Run, run them down. Uh, we've got, um, obviously, the vampires. We've got David, the head vampire, which is uh, Keeper Sullivan. 
Um, fucking brilliant in this. He's amazing. awesome. It is really, really good. He's good in, uh, he's good in most of the things he, he does, but in this, he's just he is well, awesome. Apparently, he wasn't even going to be in it. He's he like, was. I don't want to be in it, whatever. And then he found out that they were using in excess, like the band in excess, because <laughs> he lives in Australia for ages. Oh, wow. And he used to love the band, and he That's was just like, right, we'll get on to that later. I'll ruin it. I'll ruin the moment. Um, basically, yeah, he just was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Because he, he heard an excess were going to be on the soundtrack. And he oh, cool. It, so that's cool. And then obviously we have Marco, which is Alex Winner. Obviously I've met The him. only other film he's been in apart from Bill and Ted, the, the Bill and Ted franchise. Only it's one I can stuff. remember anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in some other stuff. Okay. But... Mac and me, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, and kind of like the other the other two vampires weren't really um, that well known. No. I don't think. But then you have Corey Haim, obviously Corey Feldman. The Corys. Yeah, the Corys. They're, they're awesome in this. Um, yeah, and yeah, fantastic. You but, had, um, Dave, then you had Jason Patrick as Michael. Yeah, obviously, um, yeah. He was big-ish back then, I think. He was a heartthrob, heart was he? Yeah. I probably, think so. Probably, yeah. I mean, you didn't really see him anymore in anything. He's been a, I don't, I couldn't put my finger on another movie. Mm. <laughs> I couldn't. Um, he had a, he had quite a long career afterwards, didn't he? Like he was in like Speed. Oh, okay. There you go. Girl see, you can you like can you, see. I can't. I just don't. I've never followed his. He's in Sleepers as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Of course he but is. But he looks so different. He looks so he much is. older. I love that movie. Like so much older. Yeah, that movie is awesome. Um, yeah, Diane West. That's yeah, the she, mum. The eighties mum. <laughs> classic eighties mum. Classic eighties mum. Parenthood. Yeah. Brilliant film. Like, yeah. Who played the um the main vampire? Oh what, the, Max. Max, I yeah. I don't can't remember, oh, I can't remember his name. Ed, Ed somebody? No, I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I know that he's not I mean he's he was not mega famous, but he's he's quite good in it. Um the grandfather's pretty, the grand granddad was pretty cool. Yeah, the grandpa was cool. So should we talk about like kind of how it moves on and the kills and stuff? Because we've got to talk about we've got to talk about the kills because these these were brilliant. So let's let's talk about the first proper kill in the cave. Yeah, um, the first proper kill in the cave. Yeah, I can't. Okay, you can't remember. Brilliant. We watched it last week. Brilliant. Anyway, the first vampire kill is Alex Winner. He's hung upside down. They go into the cave and they drive. Stake through his heart. First vampire. Are you talking kill. about the? Sorry, I didn't know what you're saying. Are you talking about the first time the vampires are killed? Was the first yeah, kill in the movie? Yeah, that's what I said. If you listen oh, to your iPad, we'll cut that out. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. So the first, the first vampire kills the frog. That when they're going after the vampires, the frog brothers kill in the cave. I think that was crazy because like none of the vampires had obviously been killed yet. And, like you didn't know whether how they were gonna how they were gonna react or. They refer, they refer to it, don't they say it? The, the Frog Brothers refer to it, say, you know, you never really can trust exactly what they say because you don't know that they're completely mm-hmm. full of shit. But they, they sort of get this right, every vampire kills different. And it is. Every every vampire kills different. So Alex Winter is very, very just like, the blood just gushes everywhere. Yeah, and, right. he's, and he didn't just die and see. You almost, and you see the Keith Sullivan with a tear mm-hmm. as well. And you're like, oh, fuck, they've lost. It's like, even though they are like, bloodthirsty and they go out and they kill other mm. people they sort of have that family network they've lost 
a brother. Oh, yeah, because they've obviously been together for quite yeah. some time. Like, so they're, they're, they are brothers. They're, yeah. they're, the Lost Boys, like, yeah. like Peter Pan, they're, they're together. That's exactly. The basis of the whole film is based yeah. on kind of the Peter Pan. So the first one was like Alex Wynn, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, second vampire kill was in the bath with the dog. Oh, yeah, um, Nanook, the dog. Nanook, you know, basically... The Frog Brothers are there, aren't they? And he, like, in. And he, kick, he does a double kick. The dog is wicked. Holy water! Yeah, and then the dog just double, like does a drop kick and he drop yeah. kicks him into the bar. I thought that dog was brilliant. <laughs> and the dog just runs away. Yeah. <laughs> runs away. Um, but that, the, the effects on that, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, there's all acid burn. He comes out, yeah. he's all like, skin's all peeling yeah. back. Then he goes back under, then he comes back out and it's just a skeleton. Yeah, it was really, up. really good and gory. I love sort of kills race. They had the um, the moment that I fucking I absolutely love. Um, Corey Hayden gets one. Um, oh yeah, bow and arrow. arrow. Yeah, 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 bow and arrow, and um, in into the stereo. Death by, death stereo. by stereo. Now, am I being completely not special? Mm. Death by stereo. Yeah, is that where the band got their yeah, name from? Absolutely, right. They must have done. They did. They did. Oh, okay, but well, that one blew yeah. up though. Didn't it? it? That one sort of like yeah, it gets electrocuted and just goes yeah, it blows, blows up. up. That was a lovely little death. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's da, 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 da. that's the free, and then um, Keith Sutherland. Mm. They have that awesome. Him and Jason Patrick have that awesome See, little I, fight. When they have their final fight, I always remember when I saw the film for the first time. I was like, oh, he like that wasn't the greatest fight. I didn't think he kind of went out. Kind of, he does these kind of punk moves where he's hitting Michael, like coming down and hitting him real fast and then going off into the shadows. Mm. But then I always thought that he kind of went out quite easy at the end because he's like, they have a little scuffle flying through the air and then just impales him. And that's yeah. it. I suppose it was meant because obviously he wasn't the head vampire. He was obviously, spoilers, obviously it was Max. Yeah, but also there is a bit... There is a bit. you just think, oh, it's all over. And then you always kind of forget about Max. The, uh, the new, a new, because Michael just sort of turned. Yeah. The new va- the n- He's not full. Yeah, vampire. but a new vampire mm. is supposed to be stronger. If I've learned anything from Twilight, then they. Oh my to be god! Dry. I cannot <laughs> believe you're referring, referring to Twilight again. Yeah. <laughs> you're disgraceful. I'm sure I was in Buffy the Vampire. Oh, absolutely. I've never seen Twilight. That was after as well. So. Um, so yeah, and then and then you have the um, the great ending. The great ending with um, and it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful in simplicity. Um, you had Max just about, just about to turn. Yeah, he sort of announces himself that he's the he's the real head vampire because he wants them to all be family, doesn't he? He wants yeah. to turn Michael, turn Sam because he wants her to be the mother. Yeah, the, the proper because he sees so they can be a family. Yeah, it's quite so it's good, really. Yes, yeah, very good. He just wants a family. So he's he's sort of he like, has a big long tongue. Yeah, and he's about to do that. He does the slow. You know, well, this is one thing always in all movies. Mm-hmm. But they just they're just it's that level. I'm just gonna bite your neck, and it's gonna take me oh, about yeah, like literally seconds away. seconds to do it, even though I'm an inch away, and then. You know, <laughs> you know the granddad, grandpa, grandpa like because uh, can't. You, they allude to it the whole way through that he's kind of doesn't know what's going on. And yeah, then he kind of you think he knows what's going well, on. When he comes in, he crashes the car through the front of the house, and um, the big steak gets driven through Max. Yeah. He gets out of the car, calmly walks over to the fridge, <laughs> yeah, takes a out a ginger a root beer, I think it is, yeah, and um, 
and drinks it and goes, it's the one thing about Santa Clara, all the goddamn vampires. Credits. And it's like, they all look at him and go, oh, you knew all along. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, cool. That bit is genius at the end. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's absolutely quality. It's one of the best films ever made. 10 out of 10, without a doubt. I mean, mine, I, I, I love it, but I've always given it a nine. So that's a draw one last breath, <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> is that are you going to talk about Twilight? Is, is that it? Are we are we not talking about it anymore? Can I can I do that, my, um, can, can I have Matt's can we have Matt's facts? Matt's facts is coming up. What would you like to know? Tell me. So we're start at the top. We kind of used sport earlier. Um, apparently, <laughs> they did want it to be like the Goonies. So whether you did research or not, they originally did want it as the Goonies, but. Um, yeah, Joel Schumacher stepped in. The, dir- said, oh, the uh, director. Yeah. Director Joel Schumacher stepped in and said he, he would do it, but he wanted it not to be like the Goonies and he wanted it teenagers and he wanted it sexier and <laughs> to be way more interesting. Because originally Richard Donner, who did do the Goonies, was go- was signed on to do it, um, but he had to go and do Lethal Weapon. Is he credited with anything in it? Even a producer credits or something like that. Yeah, he did produce it, yeah. Right. So it, it, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, a couple of other bits. Um, Santa, it was actually um, filmed in Santa Cruz, but they had to change the name to Santa Carla because they weren't happy that they were calling it murder capital. <laughs> Fair enough. And basically they didn't want it portrayed as being like, kind of like... What, the fact that there's loads of like... Um, where is Santa Cruz? Are we talking East Coast or West Coast? Because it's really punky, isn't it? Yeah, well, this is the thing. What they did, this is on my Max Max again, this is what they did. Basically, they put out a call to all the local residents and everybody. They said, right, we want we want punks, skaters, we want, like, down and outs, we want everybody to come in and do filming. They did. They had over 2,000 people apply and come oh, in. Wow. Like, all different walks, like surfers, skaters, punks, everything, you name it. They all came and flooded on, on obviously... Uh, um, Santa Cruz and they did filming over two days so it was night and day right. so that's why all the shots down by the kind of pier and everything like that and you all kind of come in the same kind of feel that's what I loved about it as well all the feel of it as well it's all, all, the, all the different styles and the punks and the and, and like the surfers and all this stuff is all kind of in one yeah. they obviously used all the same extras and stuff so because it was all filmed in three weeks completely all done in three weeks which is which was brilliant. It's incredible. Yeah, really, really good. And uh, touching on your um, your um, Twilight buddies, everybody's like, yeah, like you know, Lost Lost Boys is like, you know, you didn't have to have glitter for vampires and all this shit. Funny little fact here. Literally, if you look at them when they get covered in the vampire blood, they put glitter in the blood to make it shimmer. So it is actually glitter. Oh, okay. Like if you look, if you watch it, like the frog brothers come out of the cave, the, the blood on them is all glittery. It's quite clever because they wanted to, to kind of give a sheen. There wasn't actual human blood; it was vampire blood. I, I thought that was a cool little touch. Um, it, it's really well, cool. I got something right. It's good to know. Yeah. So, also, if you look closely in Max's video store in the background, you can actually see a copy of Goonies on the side. I was looking. Yeah, you can see it right in the background, but there's loads of really cool stuff in the video shop. Um, it, and basically, you touched on that earlier as well. You know, obviously back then, contacts 
well, not like contacts are nowadays. Yeah. They were literally made out of glass. Right. So every scene you see with the guys called the vampires, Alex Winner, so-and-so, especially the shot of David the vampire, which is Peter Sullivan, you know when you said he comes into the light and the tear comes down? That's actually a real tear that came out of his eye because they fucking killed him so much. <laughs> they could only wear them for like 10 minutes at a time. So no, that's shit. why the scenes are shot quite quickly because the actual glass in their eyes, their eyes were all dried out and like really hurt from putting contact in. So that's a real, they caught that right at the right time because he comes out, doesn't he? He gets burnt. That's he a comes great back, fact. Smiles, tear comes down. I was like, amazing. Um, and yeah, we touched on it earlier about, the, you know, how the, all the shots and stuff are aerial, which I thought was really, really cool. But the really most interesting fact that I thought, out of all the facts that I found, was the fact that there was going to be uh, a film after this. Because it was going to be based on, you see David die, but he doesn't actually explode. He doesn't kind of like, blood doesn't go everywhere. No, it doesn't. It doesn't disappear. They allude to that he actually lives. And he actually is still alive. There are two other movies, though, aren't there? Yeah, but they they don't really tie into no. this. The original idea was that they were going to have the Lost Girls. So the next film was going to be about a group of vampire girls. But David was going to be still alive. And I'm gutted that they did Yeah, I'm, I'm, gutted. I'm pretty gutted, too. That would have been awesome. It's, can you imagine if they yeah. made it nowadays? Keith I know Sutherland when, with, like, five like vampire ladies. Yeah, but now, at this day and age, like... It might not be as good, but if they did make it nowadays, like the whole thing about having a whole female-led cast. Yeah, if they did it now, there would be somewhere like yeah, Tina but Fey I just don't and know. Like Melissa McCarthy would be in it. Oh, God. Don't even go there. Um, but it would be cool if they did do something with a load of unknown actors, you know, young women, make it teenage women, but make it like gory as hell, make it really have a horror element, don't make it like that shit twilight that they panned out. Um and it would have been an ace. But apparently there is a comic book you can get that is a direct sequel to it. Okay. So I have to look out for that. If you have a look at it, yeah, it should be it should be out there somewhere, but that's my facts. I did look up one thing. Yeah, go on. What's so good about Batman 14? Oh, yeah. Because I really wanted to know. And it was just a case the Batman failed to solve. That was the name of the comic. I want to see if that was relevant. Joel Schumacher. Right. Loves Batman. Fine, fair enough. I am not finished yet. <laughs> he did um, Batman and Robin he directed Batman and Robin and he yeah, and the shite that he yeah. did, and the shite Batman Forever oh, I didn't say he did great after Lost Boys Lost Boys is the best thing that Joel, Schum- Joel Schumacher has ever done possibly I, I don't think there's anything else but well he's done Batman and Robin and Batman Forever that doesn't make him any worse um, I, nice ice to meet you you can ice to meet you you can make Three, four, five Twilight films, and he still would, I still wouldn't hate him. Cool down, Lost Boys. <laughs> Take it, take it to the freezer. <laughs> so shit. <laughs> so shit. Okay. Um, but yes, so Lost Boys, fucking incredible. Absolutely love watching it. Your pick was brilliant. I mean, we didn't even talk about the montage. Oh my god, how could I forget the montage? the Frog Brothers and that they're all preparing their shit <laughs> like they're running to the church and stuff that's oh. you missed a quote as well fill up the, the guns and stuff there's one of the best quotes in it as well that I found it's like, yeah. holy shit 
the attack of Eddie Monster. Monster, Eddie Monster. Monster. I love the that little kid. Oh, we didn't talk about a kid, the little kid. Oh, it's brilliant. But yeah, the montage is brilliant. When they, on the BMXs yeah. game. Oh, the BMXs. Riding BMXs? The, yeah, they ride to the video store to get his mum. And they say, you've got to call the cops because mm. his vampire's trying to kill us. And then like his mum's like, no, don't be silly, go away. And he comes out, he's like, we're on our own boys. Just like in the Goonies. And then they fill their water pistols up with holy water. Holy water. They get the steaks ready, the bath with the garlic. Oh, I love the montage bit. <laughs> the music. Best thing ever. Obviously, you've got to do your pick this week. What are we going to do? What have you got? Um, well, this... So next time... Better be good. I am going to pick... I'm going to be as good as Lost Boys. Either. Come on. No? We'll see. Okay. Well, I've, I'm sticking with the 80s. Yeah? Yeah, and I'm going to go for the thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, John dear. Carpenter's The Thing. Oh my god, quality. Alright, because I have got just got the Blu-ray and I want to unpeel the packaging and watch that bad boy. Cool. So, yeah. So, um, everyone out there, if you want to have, um, you know, watch it um, as well, just give us a shout um, of any comments that you've got or any questions and we'll sort of try and answer them on next next week's show so our next episode we'll be reviewing a movie called Endless cool alright so um, it's a new movie from uh, Arrow and uh, yeah look forward to watching that it does that. look really interesting so that'll be really interesting it's different so maybe if you can get out and find a copy and watch it before we, have, before we uh, talk about it that'd be cool yeah it's available on iTunes um, okay so that's um, that's all we have for this week um, so if you like we said in the show we'll obviously next week's next week's next week's next episodes in two weeks we will be um, reviewing The Thing that'll movie be our movie, movie our movie from the vault um, we'll be our new movie will be Endless and we pick the top two goriest moments in horror Quality. okay um, if you have any questions or if you want to like join along with watching any of the movies, do so. Um, you can reach us on Twitter um, at draw1last or on Instagram at draw1lastbreathpodcast. Or if you'd like to ask us any questions on email, then you can contact us on draw1lastbreathpodcast at hotmail.com. And there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, Here's, Here's another, another podcast. podcast. Bye.